Welcome to your podcast or mine, where the creative minds behind the mic are interviewed. Now, let's get things started. Here's your host, Sherry. Welcome to another episode of Your Podcast or Mine. Today, I'm speaking with Dan Felton, the creative mind behind the podcast Assorted Goods. So, Dan, thanks for joining me today, and uh, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on, Sherry. I'm glad to be here. Uh, thanks. Um, well, why don't we get things started by um, you giving a brief description of Assorted Goods? Uh, yeah, so basically it's a podcast for every episode I tend to take a look at, I don't know, roughly between four or five, six stories that are from the news, but I look to get stories that are more outside the mainstream, non-political, sort of off the grid, stories of interest, whether big or small, uh, human stories, sort of massive world-changing stories too, really anything that sort of you wouldn't see in the normal media sphere. And I just sort of take a look at them, break them down, do a little extra research and try to get to understand them a little bit better for myself and the listener. And you do this bi-weekly, correct? Yeah, every other week. It's uh, I finally managed to get it down to a routine schedule. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> it's good to, to get a, a schedule, um, you know, especially with yeah. podcasting, because that could take up a lot of your time. So. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I, so, I always hear that from people. They say, try to get down to a routine schedule, and I was very sporadic for the first maybe six months of doing the show, but it's it's nice to have a set schedule finally. Yeah, and now you're in, in sync with everything, and you could just go with the flow at this point. So um, your that's recent right, yeah. episode was uh, Population Decline and Dams Over Time. Um, that, that was pretty interesting, and, and you had a, a little segment about – toilets and, and things of that nature so, so um you know you, yeah it's, a, you it's quite a varied it's a, a lot of variety in the topic selection that's for sure uh-huh yeah well um how do you find your stories is, is it just um things that you find on the internet or uh something that you read in a newspaper how, how do you come across these stories because you're right you don't see these um you know portrayed in in uh the mainstream media too often? Well, I really find them from anywhere I can find them, whether it be newspapers. I, I try to read a lot of different media sources. I'm a bit of a news junkie. That's kind of how this whole thing started for me. So it just depends on really what sparks my interest at the time. I found stories through, you know, Twitter comments or an Instagram post or even something like reading the New York Times or a YouTube video. It's really anywhere I can find them and if it sparks an idea and there's a little bit more depth to that story then I go for it and I try to do a little research and see if there's some meat on that bone you know yeah so what compelled you to become a podcaster was there anything in particular that that sparked your interest I think it was probably about February of last year I started getting into podcasts so I'm I'm a pretty late bloomer to the whole thing in general but I started listening to sort of a handful of shows, probably more like big production shows. And I guess after a while, I started to think maybe this is something I could do. You know, I, I think that's probably a common origin story for a lot of podcasters. But I just felt like I was I was very into the news cycles and I was taking in a lot of information. And I just kind of wanted to find an outlet. And I thought maybe a podcast would be a good way to get into that, something to do. So it gives me a chance to write and just sort of talk and ramble on about all sorts of stuff. So 
I guess it uh, it really just started with me looking for somewhere to put all the thoughts down, I guess. So are are you uh, creative in nature, or, or is it something that has been learned through time? Or have you been involved in media before in any uh, shape or form? Well, no, actually, strangely, this is really my first creative endeavor, which is kind of strange because I, I have two parents who are both creative types. My mom was an artist. She did a lot of drawing. My dad was a lifelong writer. And I was always more of an athletically inclined person. And I guess I got a little older and I get into my later 20s. I started to sort of expand my interests. And I guess for some reason, I just got this idea that, hey, well, if, you know, I come from sort of an artistic creative background, maybe there's a little bit of that in me. So uh, once I started getting into it, I found that I sort of got hooked on the idea of of writing, uh, you know, deep stories and doing the research and just trying to learn and understand and then try to purvey it to people for them to understand as well. So this really is my first creative endeavor. I don't really have any creative background, so I'm still kind of figuring it all out as I go. Well, it's it's interesting because listening to it, it sounds like you're a natural. Um, it, it sounds like <laughs> well, you've you. been doing this for a long time, honestly, and, and you um, like interject some humor in there. It just sounds like it, it flows very well. Um, not to go back to the the dam, <laughs> the dams and the toilets, but um, it, it flows. You know, it's it's very natural. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a first. That's a great pun, first of all. But it it yeah, it's it seems to it seems to be a thing where I've sort of figured out a bit of a process and how to put together the episodes. And I'm I'm I I don't know. I hope not to get stale with it, but it seems to work and it seems to have good responses from people when they listen. So. I must be doing something right, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so um, going to the technical side of it, um, what type of, of equipment do you use to uh, record and edit assorted goods? Uh, pretty basic stuff. I use a, a Samson Meteor microphone to uh, do the recording, and I plug it into Audacity on my laptop, and that's pretty much the long and short of it. Uh, I've got a little sort of studio that I've built here in my apartment that, that functions pretty well, does a real good job of sort of keeping the sound together. But really, it's I, I'm, I'm kind of on the basics of everything because I really had no audio sort of engineering background and not a lot of knowledge on the subject. So I just kind of went with the easiest, most straight to the point technology I could find. And I've been doing that ever since. Yeah. Well, it sounds great. Um, got to tell you that. Um, so... There has been a lot in the um, news cycle, basically on Twitter and, and Facebook, on uh, in regards to podcasting and Podfade, the uh, treacherous Podfade that everyone uh, hears about. Um, <laughs> right. You know about podcasts ending after seven episodes. That's the average. Um, but what are your thoughts on it, and how do you avoid it yourself? Well, I, first off, I'd be I'd be lying if I didn't admit that I I absolutely consider quitting probably twice a month, <laughs> if not weekly. It it is a lot of work, but I think the I guess at least speaking for myself, the benefit of the show that I've done is that this is just a purely solo endeavor. It's just me. I do all the work. I do all the research, the writing, the recording, the editing, the social media, the everything. So really, it's just up to me. I don't have you know, a co-host that, you know, if something were to come up or, you know, life circumstances would change, you know, and they have, they can't do the show anymore. It's, it's really just up to me. So 
in terms of my own life situation, things have been steady and stable, and uh, I'm able to keep pursuing this, and I have the time to do so. So as long as that stays the same, which, you know, I'm sure it won't, but uh, I think that's that's been the way I've been able to avoid falling off a cliff, I guess. Well, it is difficult being a solo podcaster, speaking from my experience, um, right, just yeah. because you're, you know, you're your own boss, you know, you, you have yeah. to answer to yourself. And I think that's like, you're your biggest critic, basically. Um, <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, so, so, but it is a lot of work and a lot of people don't understand how much, um, People, uh, you know, don't understand quite how much work goes into podcasting, especially if it if it's just mm-hmm. yourself doing it. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's especially with the the sort of the smaller stuff like the social media and the the little promotional bits here and there. That's the kind of stuff I wish I could outsource. Really, the work of the show and on its own is what I enjoy the most, but it's it's uh, it's not the whole deal. So. It's uh, it's all the little things that tend to add up over time that I find can be a bit of a drain. But as long as I keep enjoying doing the show, then I'm gonna keep doing it, really. Mm-hmm. So, how has podcasting improved your life personally and professionally? Oh, well, it's been really more of a personal thing. I think once I think one of the biggest areas has got to be just the comfort level in. Um, in just speaking, really, I was a very awkward, socially uncomfortable person when I was younger. And I think podcasting has sort of helped me, I guess, to be a bit cliche, find my own voice. You know, I think people say that a lot when it comes to stuff like this. But uh, also just in terms of the workload and, and the process of completing an episode, it's helping me develop sort of a, a mental structure and how to attack a, a large problem. Like every time I finish an episode, you know, you got to start on the whole process again. So it's, I've learned a lot of skills in, in how to sort of structure a big problem into, you know, step-by-step goals to complete. So I think podcasting has really taught me that is, is really just how to effectively complete a project, which is something you don't really think about until you actually have to do it. Yeah. Good answer. <laughs> good answer. I haven't heard <laughs> that one yet. So, <laughs> um, so what's the common myth about podcasting? Would you think? A common myth? Uh, ooh. I think I think the common myth is that it's it's easy and that anybody can do it because, I mean, to sort of go back to your question about the, the pod fading is that I think that's probably what happens a lot of time is people get together and they think, yeah, we could do this, and they set it up and they start going for it. And, you know, after five, six, seven episodes, you know, then the amount of work sets in and then starts to be a bit of a drain, and, and that's when people really get tested. So. I think the myth that it, it's you know so easy that anybody can do it is the one that probably catches people once they start. So, uh, what do you wish you had known when you started your podcast? Oh, I wish I had known more about the importance of really networking with people. It's it's been the connections I've made through doing this show that have actually been probably the most valuable piece of it. When I first started, it was just well, you know, I'll make an episode and I'll put it out on my own Facebook page and, you know, people will listen to it and it'll just spread. But really, if you want to get people engaged and listening, it's got to be, it's got to be you and or your co-host or whoever to, to get out there and to connect with people and to spread the word and, and to make the effort because otherwise, you know, you're probably just putting it out an episode for, for, you know, a handful of people. So I really wish I had understood more about sort of the marketing and networking aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are there any resources or uh, 
other podcasters that have helped you on your journey with uh, assorted goods? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was. It wasn't until I got invited to sort of a little uh, podcasting network. The uh, I'm in the No Phony Podcast Network, which is a, a group that has its own website. It's a Twitter group. Uh, they're on Instagram. A handful of about 20, 25 shows. A lot of great people, and they've been such a huge help to me. They they answer all my ridiculous questions when I have them, from you know technical stuff to even just basic marketing principles for for how to get the show out or how to communicate with people to uh, to sort of spread the word. So it's really been it's been other podcasters who have done a lot for me, and I'm I'm really thankful for those people. So uh, it's uh, it's something that I probably couldn't have gotten here, or I probably wouldn't have been able to make it past one year without uh, without the sort of the Twitter community of podcasters and and the groups that I've met. So are there any podcasts that you listen to regularly? Oh, geez. Well, that's probably how I got into it in the first place was, was getting hooked on certain shows. I've, I'm sort of dabble mostly in, I guess you could call them like the big production shows. Uh, I'm a huge fan of pretty much everything NPR. So uh, hidden brain is a show that I have absolutely loved since I started listening to it. Uh, Invisibilia, uh, the Ted Radio Hour, um, Radio Lab is a show that I swear by. It's uh, it, it's been a lot of those high production sort of main, I guess you could call them mainstream podcasts or, or traditional radio shows that really inspired me to get into this stuff. Uh, in terms of sort of the indie podcasting scene, uh, the people that I work with, I love their shows, uh, Talking Cod Swallop, uh, the Round and Round podcast, Politics with Dummies. Uh, even uh, people outside of the network I'm in uh, for your reference and spark my interest. There's so many, I really cannot mention them all, but I make an effort. I'm lucky to work a job where I can listen to a lot of podcasts all day. So as long as I still kind of have this, you know, quiet cubicle life going, I can enjoy all these shows. So I just, I I just wish I had time to get to all of them really. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So uh, what have you read or listened to recently that has inspired you? Oh, what have I read or listened to recently? Um, well, I in terms of reading, it's it's mostly just news stories, right? I'm just trying to keep up with the same, you know, set of subjects. I, I'm honestly trying to expand out. Sometimes when I'm reading and researching stuff, I tend to get kind of into a narrow space where I'm I'm my one close friend listens to the show and he says, oh, you know, you keep ending up back at climate stories. So I'm making a point right now when I'm reading news and information, try to get away from climate related stories. I'm trying to sort of putting a ban on myself, but uh, in terms of personal reading, I I read a lot of books uh, in terms of what I'm listening to. Again, the shows I mentioned before, uh, I'm still such a huge fan of uh, uh, again, radio lab is the way they tell stories there, the way they put together information and they use sound and music and cues. That is stuff that I'm constantly inspired by because I, I just wish I could do some of the things that they can do on those shows. Um, but also I'm trying to get into some of the smaller shows, uh, a, a great indie podcast I've been listening to lately has been, uh, uh, one called Bar- uh, the barely audible whisper podcast, which is like an NPR parody, which is a comedy show. That's, that's something I, I wish I could do comedy that way. I, I sometimes try to put little jokes on my show, but I really appreciate, uh, sort of the sketch comedy and news comedy shows that are out there, whether big or small, but really the way that my show structured the, what I really love are the sort of the big production ones because they're like the, they're the pinnacle of, of 
podcasting to me, and I just sort of aspire to to make something that is effective in the way they tell stories that as their shows are. Well, obviously, on your show, if you see a news article, you and you think that it's a good fit for a sort of good, you research it and talk about it. Is there one in particular that really? Um, surprised you took you by surprise that it it led you to places that you never would have expected yeah there's there's really that's most of them i i find that the ones that make the show for me are the ones where you know i just read a little bit about it but even to bring up the last episode the uh the toilet story that was one where i just happened to read an article about it being world toilet day on i think it was november 19th i believe and they and the fact that it turned into this whole thing where all of a sudden it's, it, it, it kind of makes you think about something you never really consider, which is, you know, around the world, do people have access to these? And it sort of opens this whole, this whole train of thinking for me that, you know, it, it's something as simple as, you know, a toilet, which, you know, where we live and in this part of the world, they're everywhere. They're, you know, they're good ones or bad ones is in your home and at work. But for, you know, hundreds of millions of people, it's, it's still something that isn't a part of their lives. So, Really, I enjoy every story that sort of opens it up to forcing me to step out of the perspective of the person I am and the place that I live and, you know, my upbringing and all that. So anytime I could sort of read a small story and it, it blows up into sort of a larger issue and gives me the perspective, that's that's something that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like even some of like the silly national days, like national cheeseburger day, for instance, like, you know, right. you get into, you get into these thoughts, like, is a, is a hamburger actually a sandwich? And, you know, like, why is it so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, why is this such a big which, issue? Which you know? I believe <laughs> it is. I believe it is. Uh-huh. I believe it. I believe if there's two pieces of bread and you're putting something in the middle of it, that's a sandwich. Hamburger is a sandwich to me. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, people have have different beliefs a- about that. So, yeah, but yeah. like that it 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 leads you to ask questions like uh you know, national I don't know, like funny bone day, you know, like why do they call it a funny <laughs> bone and you know, th- things yeah. like that, you know, like <laughs> Yeah, that's the sort of inquisitive mind you have to have and and that's the thing that I try to I try to keep up with sometimes is is can I ask a question about this article? Is there something more to it? And, you know, if I Google a few things, am I going to find a whole bunch of information to build off of? Or, you know, and sometimes a lot of the stories, they fall flat. I may ask a question of it, and then turns out there's not really a whole lot out there about that, and there's not a lot of resources to, to gather information. So it varies, really, and, and it just starts with asking the questions. Yeah, and then, you know, it it leads to the womp womp, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's such a letdown, especially if, you know, when you're – when I'm trying to build an episode for, the you know, the next week coming up, and I think, oh, I really could use one more story, and then I start looking at a few things, and I think, this looks great, and then you research it, and you find out there's, there's nothing to it, really, and you go, ah, she's back to the drawing board. Got to find something else. Got to, you know, comb the Internet to find uh, something else uh, that can be yeah. used. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so a couple of like lighthearted questions before we come back full circle sure. into yeah. our lighthearted discussion about podcasts um, because it, there's really nothing heavy on this show. But um, <laughs> unless <laughs> I'm speaking with someone with that content, and then and then it gets right, a little bit right. heavy. But um, <laughs> so uh, if you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Or Ooh, what would make an interesting uh, conversation? 
I think I know this is this is almost like <laughs> my first one is going to be almost I, I don't I don't know if cliche is the word, but first one I would probably say is is Martin Luther King, which I know that's such a prominent it's almost such an easy historical figure to pick. But, you know, I grew up sort of middle class white in an affluent city. So to to pick the brain of somebody who sort of had a perspective on an entirely different, you know, cultural background you know, what it was like to be black in America and, and sort of the history behind that and how, you know, how the perception of, of being from those communities, you know, I, w- I would love to get an understanding because I always feel like I don't understand people from other cultures and people from other countries the way that I'd like to. So I'd love to have somebody who is as intelligent and as eloquent of a speaker as, as Dr. King was, because I would just like to, you know, be a smarter white guy, I guess is the way to say it. Uh, second, have to be, I'd have to be John Stewart, uh, the former host of the Daily Show. He was like my TV dad growing up. Uh, that was a show that that I really have to say, going back far enough, is probably why I am the way I am now, and why I sort of have this desire to to be into news and to understand things and and try to gather more information. Really, I think my show sort of wouldn't exist if I hadn't been so heavily influenced by him. So, and not to mention all the people that sort of branched off that show who worked there and then started their own shows. You know, John Oliver and Sam B, and even guys like Wyatt Cenac. And it's there's so many sort of disciples of The Daily Show who do great sort of semi-funny, you know, semi-serious journalism and and diving into big topics and you know getting to know them that that's really the sort of mold that I'd like to, to follow. And uh, third, third, I'd have to probably go with my favorite author, Kurt Vonnegut. He's, he's great humorist, uh, funny guy, really every, I've read probably eight or nine of his books and every one of them that I read, I just love his perspective on the world. I just love his sense of humor. I love the way he sort of sees life and, and, you know, making fun of the, the big things that drive people crazy. So that would probably be my three. I know that's, that's quite a wild variety of people, though. Well, it is, but it's very interesting. Well, you know, I have to I have to mention that Kurt Vonnegut was in one of my all-time favorite movies that would probably not be uh, PC for uh, the 2020s <laughs> or 19s or or 10s or even 2000s, but he was in in Back to School, which was probably one of my all-time favorite. You know, he he. Uh, he wrote a, a report for Rodney Dangerfield's character, and um, <laughs> you know, it, it, now it's, I've got, it's very funny. I, I don't know. I have not seen it, but I I'm writing it down because I absolutely have to. <laughs> so yes, he has a cameo in, in the movie, it. and <laughs> he has a cameo in the movie, and and it's quite funny. So um, <laughs> it, it's totally not PC, and a lot of the movies that I grew up with. And um, are probably in my top ten are are not like Caddyshack and Fletch and stuff like that. But, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's totally... amazing how many things. It's amazing how many things really don't stand up anymore. I guess, and and I've I've sort of gone back and watched stuff. I I know with uh, the whole Disney Plus thing coming out in the yeah. last month, I, I I got it just so I could watch old uh, Simpsons episodes from. I I grew up on those partially, and to watch some of the old episodes that I used to howl laughing at and hear jokes that I think, geez, you know, that's, that's got a whole different context these days. And that, that wouldn't probably cut 
you know, make it to the airways today. It's, it really is. It's amazing how quickly that sort of changed, but you know, it's, it's still, there's still a lot of things that are really funny to me. So uh-huh. it's, it's right, a guilty right. laugh, but it's, you know, it's hard to just let go of things that, especially when you loved them when you were younger and you, you had a lot of good laughs, right? Right, exactly. I mean, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the movies really didn't have, you know, like uh, Revenge of the Nerds and and Spring Break right. and and things yeah. like that. They they would not be released these days. And you know, there oh, yeah. are very like there are very humorous, you know, moments in the in these movies. But you know, I mean, that's a whole other conversation. But um, you know, yeah. the, t- times change, and and you either stay with the past or you move with it. But I mean, I, it's oh, yeah. still, I guess, I guess good to go back and, and reminisce, you know, every once in a while about things that, that were, you know, enjoyed by you in your youth too. I mean, you, yeah. it's just, it's the same thing. Like, um, you know, baby, it's cold outside. People are like, Oh, yeah. you know, hell no. With the new release, you know, they're like, no. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like a, that was though, a strange one because I thought, why can't I? I always think when we do these sort of things where you edit. I mean, I'm 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 in my 20s. I'm from the generation of people who are who are pretty much the driving social force behind it. But I mean, with that song, with that Christmas song, the baby, it's cold outside. I thought, why don't we just write a new song? Like, do we have the? I don't feel like you need to rewrite an old song. I'm like, can't we just come up with something new and original and creative that that we can yeah. enjoy? more so you know I, I i don't know that's that's just to me it seems like we don't if it's not a good song and people don't want to hear it then then we don't have to hear it anymore maybe we should come up with some new christmas music i think we could use new christmas music really anyway you hear the same songs every year yeah i mean it i think it ended like around the time of like mariah carey and george michael you know like <laughs> there really hasn't been too many in the in the realm of of newer artists that are coming out with with christmas music so yeah i mean i think we could use some new new material so <laughs> yeah. yeah keep it we got to keep it fresh these holiday seasons you know it's, yeah i think too many people are driven crazy by the holiday music yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, me included. You know, I I worked in retail yeah. for a long time, so anytime I li- oh, yeah. I hear it, I I like flinch and <laughs> move on. But... <laughs> I get that too. I get that too. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what's the last thing that you watched on television, and why did you choose to watch it? I mean, it could be oh, anything. Last thing... Really. Well, I actually last night I've been I've been really into this uh, this HBO show, this new one, the uh, Watchmen. Uh, the one about the superhero. It's like superheroes who aren't superheroes. They're, it's it's a really good show. I was actually it, it's uh, based on a comic, like a sort of a, a comic book series, or I guess people like to call it a graphic novel. I was never a comic book guy, but this one was one I read when I was about seventeen, eighteen, and I absolutely loved it. So this new HBO show is is sort of a spinoff of that, and it's it's just really it's just one of those shows that it's it's got great themes, very serious sort of modern modernly relevant themes in the show great storytelling it's it's very different it's very unique and i like anything that is sort of away from the norm and sort of away from formulaic storytelling so anytime there's a show where somebody tries something new and different and and weird i i'm all for it so yeah that's uh yeah that watchman show is one that i'm i'm really into so i i really hope they keep making that for a long time (laughs) yeah so, um, what would you say the most uh, coming around full circle to podcasting? Um, what is the most challenging part about podcasting for you? 
for me it's it's really it's really the engagement with other people i think because i i do think that's really important to to spread the word and and to get people involved in listening in your show i find that to be something that i actually struggle with a lot i think it's because i spend so much time just writing it and researching it that to to then you know try to hop on twitter and and you know, try to put tweets out or put up an Instagram post or to contact people and, and talk about, you know, just, the, you know, hey, give my show a listen and I'll give your show a listen and all that stuff. It, it, it's it, it's the part of it that I find that I, I cannot keep up with. I'm much better at writing, you know, thousands of words for each episode than I am with just doing a few tweets here and there. So I do my best. I, I do the best that I can, but I, I find that I, the, you know, in order to grow your listener base, the amount of sort of contacting and networking that you have to do, that's the part that I seem to struggle with. Yeah, I have to agree with that, especially with, um, you know, I, I have to hop on the, um, you know, marketing more in 2020, like that's a resolution mm-hmm. and, you know, getting out there and, and uh, really uh, throwing myself into that part of it because there, there's, yeah. like you said, there's a lot of research involved in, in, um, podcasting whether you're writing or or listening to a form of of something that is going to help you along with your research like for me i have to you know like i listen to a ton of podcasts and i learn a lot which is good um but you know there's also a lot of of content that i need to to pull from it for my own purposes too so um you know it but the marketing part about it is is definitely the most challenging i i would have to agree with you on that but um what mm-hmm. would you say would, would the best part about podcasting be i actually i i just like the process of making the episodes i again when i started it i was i've, I've kind of always been a bit of a news junkie so i think uh being able to sort of learn about things is is something i just realized as i got older that I actually enjoy that. I, the, the reason I've always been so into, you know, keeping up with current events and reading all sorts of news is that I just like kind of knowing things. So really just a process of writing the episodes. I like sort of discovering all this stuff on my own. I like learning more about it. And I, I really just enjoy, I guess, the learning process behind it before I write and before I try to put it together in the episode. It just, it's kind of redirecting the, the sort of, I guess uh, drive that I had before to sort of be informed and, and, or at least feel like I'm informed. And uh, I think just learning about the topics that I research is, is the part that I like the most really, which is sort of the basis of the show. So I guess that's a, a good place to, to have some motivation. Yeah. So uh, what advice would you give to someone wanting to podcast? Oh, I'd say, take advantage of the number of people out there who are willing to help because there's so many people out there who absolutely have been in your shoes and still are, you know, starting out. There's, there's so many podcasters and there's such strong communities of people. I would say reach out, make contact, don't be shy because there's so many people willing to help and and willing to, to lend a hand and give advice and, and, even be critical if you ask if you ask them for it. I I ask people all the time, you know, please for the love of God, tell me something about my show that isn't good and I and I can work on it. I'm always looking for criticism and feedback. So uh, I just say to anybody who wants to get into it, just be, you know, put yourself out there because you'd be surprised, pleasantly surprised, how many people there are out there who are willing to help. Yeah, I agree with that too. Uh, that's good advice. 
also. Um, so if you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked that I didn't? Ooh. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think you, I think you did a good job asking a whole lot of stuff there, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, just maybe in terms of, maybe I would just ask, you know, what do you see, where do you see this going? Cause that's sort of a thing I wonder about myself and, and other podcasters all the time is, is it's kind of like the old, you know, job interview question, you know, where do you see yourself in five years? You know? So, uh, yeah, I think, I think I'm always curious about people's long-term ambitions. So what are your long-term ambitions? Do you have any <laughs> oh, of course, um, right. aspirations? <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I should have known it was going to come back to me. So, you know, yeah, I, I that's actually something that I get asked by, you know, people close to me in my life. They say, you know, what do you want to do with this? And I, I think, you know, whether in, say, you know, five years, if I'm still doing this show or maybe a different show or, you know, whatever the case may be, I think uh, I think I just what I'd really like in the long run is just to develop skills that are, I guess, transferable. Like, again, I said earlier you know, doing the show is teaching me how to sort of tackle a big problem and, and how to create a process to, you know, complete a goal. So it's not just that. I mean, I've learned how to, I've learned how to, you know, do a little audio editing. I've learned a little bit on how to like, you know, make little graphics for, for the show for each episode. So it's, uh, I think, I think above all, I'd like to connect with people, but I'd really like to develop skills that, that can sort of help me throughout the rest of my life. So whether that's, you know, writing or researching or whatever it may be, just as long as I'm sort of getting something more beyond, you know, just finishing recording an episode. Yeah, yeah. So uh, any news stories that you could uh, share with listeners that are coming up on your next podcast, or is that still a work in progress? No, actually, I'm I, I'm in the process of, of writing it right now. It should be out this upcoming Monday, so... Uh, yeah, I got a couple of stories that I'm working on that are, again, I, I, like I promised my friend, I wouldn't do climate stuff. So, uh, one of them in particular is actually thanks to the same guy who, who gave me, uh, uh, gave me an idea for a story about, uh, I guess there's these, these virtual reality is becoming so much bigger and now there's sort of virtual reality chat rooms. So, uh, my friend let me onto the story about, um, about these places where people who are, I guess looking for sort of a social connection or sort of meeting and talking. And it's in sort of this like VR world where uh, I guess the technology is getting good enough now that people can actually sort of uh, use sign language. So I, what I've read is that there's these people who for, for uh, people who are deaf, they can actually use VR and, and sign language and communicate with other people and tell stories. And then there's uh, people who specialize in ASL who are actually teaching sign language through VR. So that's one that I'm working on. Uh, also working on uh, a little bit of a story about self-checkout machines, which I absolutely don't like. But it is one of those things where I was in a store the other day and I was I had to I ended up forcing myself to go through one and and trying to do the self-checkout. And I just remember thinking as I left, you know, like are these going to be everywhere? Is this is this the future? How many different places is this going to go? You know, what's uh, it's again with asking the question, you know, what what's the deal with this? And I just want to learn more. So that's just a, a couple of the stories that should be featured on the next episode. 
Ah, very interesting. Yeah, I'm always curious about that. But it's kind of like along the the self-checkout, too. But um, Amazon also has these stores that integrate, like where you just pick up the item and walk out of the store, and they automatically deduct it. I think that's a little – I don't know. I'm still trying to grasp that, so (laughs) – Yeah, it's it's the human connection thing for me. It's, 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 you know – Again, I used to be a really like socially awkward person. I used to have a lot of anxiety and I used to I used to dread the like the small things, right? Like going to the grocery store and going through the checkout used to, you know, drive me up the wall a little bit. And as I got older, now I think like you know, I kind of value those little social interactions here and there and then to have them sort of removed just so you can sort of press a button and have it quicker. It's just there's always that trade-off between, you know, what's you know, is it worth saving a few seconds here and there everywhere just to end up never contacting people again, I guess that's, you know, that's kind of, I'm sort of spoiling myself. That's sort of where I'm going with it. So, (laughs) right. Right. (laughs) So how can people find your podcast and uh, where can they locate you on social media? Uh, Well, they can find a podcast just about anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Podbean. Uh, It's on all the smaller apps, too. Um, uh, I have a page on Podchaser, which is a big thing that's, you know, up and coming. So you can find the sort of goods on there and you can leave a review there or on iTunes. Uh, I'm also on YouTube. I don't know if a lot of people listen to podcasts on YouTube, but I like to keep the options open. Uh, also you can find uh, all the episodes and also for each episode, a long list of all the articles and sources uh, on the podcast website, which is uh, assortedgoodspod.com. And on social media, uh, I'm on Twitter, which is at assortedgoodspc, and then on Instagram, which is at assortedgoodspod. So that's, that's, that's the long list of places you can find the show. Awesome. So are there any closing thoughts you'd like to share with people listening to this podcast who are just discovering yours or people who are avid listeners to your podcast, Dan? Well, sure. I, I mean, if anybody hasn't listened to the show, then I guess this, I guess I better put on my like salesman hat here and try to get people who are <laughs> interested. But, uh, you know, the whole point of my show is, is, you know, when people, I mean, these days when people talk about listening to the news, they, they tend to, immediately go to something negative, right? Like, oh, you know, the news makes me mad or angry or or scared or, or this and that. And I think this is probably one of the driving forces for how I ended up getting the show to where it was is that I kind of wanted, you know, news for people who, you know, want to just know a little more but not be terrified or angry at the end of the day. And because there's so much information out there and there's there's a million news sites and, and so many different places to to you know, gain information and stories from around the world that, you know, if you're looking for a show where you can get a handful of bits and pieces that are sort of off the grid and, you know, a little extra research done into them for you as well, and maybe occasionally a laugh, then, you know, maybe Assorted Goods is for you. So I hope if anybody is out there and curious that you'll uh, stop by for a listen. Well, Dan, I appreciate you coming on to uh, your podcast or mine to talk about your podcast, Assorted Goods. And I want to thank everyone for listening to this show. And be sure to check out Assorted Goods. It's it's a really cool show, and it uh, digs deeper into stories that you may have just glanced over. So I really appreciate it again. No, thank you for having me. It's This has been a lot of fun. And thanks to all for listening to your podcast or mine. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>